Book One, Chapters Seven through Nine of Three Books Concerning Virgins by St. Ambrose, translated by Philip Schaff. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Seven St. Ambrose exhorts parents to train their children to virginity and sets before them the troubles arising from their desire to have grandchildren he says however that he does not forbid marriage but rather defends it against heretics who oppose it still setting virginity before marriage he speaks of the beauty of their spouse and of the gifts wherewith he adorns them and applies to these points certain verses of the song of songs you have heard o parents in what virtues and pursuits you ought to train your daughters that you may possess those by whose merits your faults may be redeemed the virgin is an offering for her mother by whose daily sacrifice the divine power is appeased a virgin is the inseparable pledge of her parents who neither troubles them for a dowry nor forsakes them nor injures them in word or deed but some one perhaps wishes to have grandchildren and to be called grandfather in the first place such a one gives up what is his own while seeking what is another's and is already losing what is certain while hoping to gain what is uncertain he gives away his own riches and still more is asked for if he does not pay the dowry it is exacted if he lives long he becomes a burden this is to buy a son-in-law not to gain one who would sell a sight of their daughter to her parents was she born so long in her mother's womb in order that she might pass under the power of another and so the parents take the charge of setting off their virgin that she may so be the sooner removed from them some one may say do you then discourage marriage nay i encourage it and condemn those who are wont to discourage it so much so that indeed i am wont to speak of the marriages of sarah rebecca and rachel and other women of old time as instances of singular virtues for he who condemns marriage condemns the birth of children and condemns the fellowship of the human race continued by a series of successive generations for how could generation succeed generation in a continual order unless the gift of marriage stirred up the desire of offspring or how could one set forth that isaac went to the altar of god as the victim of his father's piety or that israel when yet in the body saw god and gave a holy name to the people while speaking against that whereby they came into being those men though wicked have one point at any rate wherein they are proved even by the wise persons that in speaking against marriage they declare that they ought not to have been born i do not then discourage marriage but recapitulate the advantages of holy virginity this is the gift of few only that is of all and virginity itself cannot exist unless it have some mode of coming into existence i am comparing good things with good things that it may be clear which is the more excellent nor do i allege any opinion of my own but i repeat that which the holy spirit spake by the prophet 
blessed is the barren that is undefiled first of all in that which those who purpose to marry desire above all things that they may boast of the beauty of their husband they must of necessity confess that they are inferior to virgins to whom alone it is suitable to say thou art fairer than the children of men grace is poured on thy lips who is that spouse one not given to common indulgences not proud of possessing riches but he whose throne is for ever and ever the king's daughters share in his honour at thy right hand stood the queen in a vesture of gold clothed with variety of virtues hearken then o daughter and consider and incline thine ear and forget thine own people and thy father's house for the king hath desired thy beauty for he is thy god and observe what a kingdom the holy spirit by the witness of the divine scriptures has assigned to thee gold and beauty gold either because thou art the bride of the eternal king or because having an unconquered mind thou art not taken captive by the allurements of pleasures but rulest over them like a queen gold again because as that metal is more precious when tried by fire so the appearance of the virginal body consecrated to the divine spirit gains an increase of its own comeliness for who can imagine a loveliness greater than the beauty of her who is loved by the king approved by the judge dedicated to the lord consecrated to god ever a bride ever unmarried so that neither does love suffer an ending nor modesty loss this is indeed true beauty to which nothing is wanting which alone is worthy to hear the lord say thou art all fair my love and no blemish is in thee come hither from lebanon my spouse come hither from lebanon thou shalt pass and pass through from the beginning of faith from the top of senir and hermon from the dens of the lions from the mountains of the leopards by which references is set forth the perfect and irreproachable beauty of a virgin soul consecrated to the altars of god not moved by perishable things amidst the haunts and dens of spiritual wild beasts but intent by the mysteries of god on being found worthy of the beloved whose breasts are full of joy for wine maketh glad the heart of man the smell of thy garments says he is above all spices and again and the smell of thy garments is like the smell of lebanon see what progress thou settest forth o virgin thy first odour is above all spices which were used upon the burying of the saviour and the fragrance arises from the mortified motions of the body and the perishing of the delights of the members thy second odour like the odour of lebanon exhales the incorruption of the lord's body the flower of virginal chastity chapter eight taking the passage concerning the honeycomb in the song of songs he expounds it comparing the sacred virgins to bees 
let then your work be as it were a honeycomb for virginity is fit to be compared to bees so laborious is it so modest so continent the bee feeds on dew it knows no marriage couch it makes honey the virgin's dew is the divine word for the words of god descend like the dew the virgin's modesty is unstained nature the virgin's produce is the fruit of the lips without bitterness abounding in sweetness they work in common and their fruit is in common how i wish you my daughter to be an imitator of these bees whose food is flowers whose offspring is collected and brought together by the mouth do imitate her my daughter let no veil of deceit be spread over your words let them have no covering of guile that they may be pure and full of gravity and let an eternal succession of merits be brought forth by your mouth gather not for yourself alone for how do you know when your soul shall be required of you lest leaving your granaries heaped full with corn which will be a help neither to your life nor to your merits you be hurried thither where you cannot take your treasure with you be rich then but towards the poor that as they share in your nature they may also share your goods and i also point out to you what flower is to be called that one it is who said i am the flower of the field and the lily of the valleys as a lily among thorns which is a plain declaration that virtues are surrounded by the thorns of spiritual wickedness so that no one can gather the fruit who does not approach with caution chapter nine other passages from the song of songs are considered with relation to the present subject and st ambrose exhorting the virgin to seek for christ points out where he may be found a description of his perfections follows and a comparison is made between virgins and the angels take then o virgin the wings of the spirit that you may fly far above all vices if you wish to attain to christ he dwelleth on high but beholdeth lowly things and his appearance is that of a cedar of lebanon which has its foliage in the clouds its roots in the earth for its beginning is from heaven its ending on earth and it produces fruit very close to heaven search diligently for so precious a flower if perchance you may find it in the recesses of your breast for it is most often to be enjoyed in lowly places it loves to grow in gardens in which susanna while walking found it and was ready to die rather than it should be violated but what is meant by the gardens he himself points out saying a garden enclosed is my sister my spouse a garden enclosed a fountain sealed because in gardens of this kind the water of the pure fountain shines reflecting the features of the image of god lest its streams mingled with mud from the wallowing places of spiritual wild beasts should be polluted for this reason too that modesty of virgins fenced in by the wall of the spirit is enclosed lest it should lie open to be plundered 
and so as a garden inaccessible from without smells of the violet is scented with the olive and is resplendent with the rose that religion may increase in the vine peace in the olive and the modesty of consecrated virginity in the rose this is the odour of which the patriarch jacob smelt when he heard his father say see the smell of my son is as the smell of a field which is full for although the field of the holy patriarch was full of almost all fruits the other brought forth its crops with greater labour the latter flowers to work then o virgin and if you wish your garden to be sweet after this sort enclose it with the precepts of the prophets set a watch before thy mouth and a door to thy lips that you too may be able to say as the apple-tree among the trees of the wood so is my beloved among the sons in his shadow i delighted and sat down and his fruit was sweet to my palate i found him whom my soul loved i held him and would not let him go my beloved came down into his garden to eat the fruit of his trees come my beloved let us go forth into the field set me as a signet upon thine heart and as a seal upon thine arm my beloved is white and ruddy for it is fitting o virgin that you should fully know him whom you love and should recognize in him all the mystery of his divine nature and the body which he has assumed he is white fittingly for he is the brightness of the father and ruddy for he was born of a virgin the colour of each nature shines and glows in him but remember that the marks of his godhead are more ancient in him than the mysteries of his body for he did not take his origin from the virgin but he who already existed came into the virgin he who was spoiled by the soldiers who was wounded by the spear that he might heal us by the blood of his sacred wounds will assuredly answer you for he is meek and lowly of heart and gentle in aspect arise o north wind and come o south and blow upon my garden that my spices may flow out for from all parts of the world has the perfume of holy religion increased and the limbs of the consecrated virgin have glowed thou art beautiful o my love as terza comely as jerusalem so it is not the beauty of the perishable body which will come to an end with sickness or old age but the reputation for good deserts subject to no accidents and never to perish which is the beauty of virgins and since you are worthy to be compared not now with men but with heavenly beings whose life you are living on earth receive from the lord the precepts you are to observe set me as a signet upon thine heart and as a seal upon thine arm that clearer proofs of your prudence and actions may be set forth in which christ the figure of god may shine who equalling fully the nature of the father has expressed the whole which he took of the father's godhead whence also the apostle paul says that we are sealed in the spirit 
since we have in the Son the image of the Father, and in the Spirit the seal of the Son. Let us, then, sealed by this trinity, take more diligent heed, lest either levity of character, or the deceit of any unfaithfulness, unseal the pledge which we have received in our hearts. But let fear secure this for the holy virgins, for whom the church first provided such protection, who, anxious for the prosperity of her tender offspring, herself as a wall with breast as many towers, increases her care for them, until, the fear of hostile attack being at an end, she obtains by the care of a mother's love peace for her vigorous children. Wherefore the prophet says, Peace be on thy virtue, and abundance in thy towers. Then the Lord of Peace himself, after having embraced in his strong arms the vineyards committed to him, and beholding their shoots putting forth buds, with glad looks, tempers the breezes to the young fruits, as himself testifies, saying, My vineyard is in my sight, a thousand for Solomon, and two hundred who keep the fruit thereof. Above it is said, Sixty strong men round about its offspring, armed with drawn swords, and expert in warlike discipline. Here there are a thousand and two hundred. The number has increased, where the fruit has increased. For the more holy each is, the more is he guarded. So Elisha the prophet showed the host of angels who were present to guard him. So Joshua the son of Nun recognized the captain of the heavenly host. They, then, who are able also to fight for us, are able to guard the fruit that is in us. And for you, holy virgins, there is a special guardianship. For you who with unspotted chastity keep the couch of the Lord holy. And no wonder if the angels fight for you who war with the mode of life of angels. Virginal chastity merits their guardianship whose life it attains to. Why should I continue the praise of chastity in more words? For chastity has made even angels. He who has preserved it is an angel he who has lost it a devil and hence has religion also gained its name she is a virgin who is the bride of god a harlot who makes gods for herself what shall i say of the resurrection of which you already hold the rewards for in the resurrection they will neither be given in marriage nor marry but shall be he says as the angels in heaven that which is promised to us is already present with you, and the object of your prayers is with you. Ye are of this world, and yet not in this world. This age has held you, but has not been able to retain you. But what a great thing it is that angels, because of incontinence, fell from heaven into this world, that virgins, because of chastity, passed from the world into heaven blessed virgins whom the delights of the flesh do not allure nor the defilement of pleasures cast down sparing food and abstinence in drink train them in ignorance of vices seeing they keep them from knowing the causes of vices 
that which causes sin has often deceived even the just in this way the people of god after they sat down to eat and drink denied god in this way too lot knew not and so endured his daughter's wickedness so too the sons of noah going backward covered their father's nakedness which he who was wanton saw he who was modest blushed at and dutifully hid fearful of offending if he too saw it how great is the power of wine so that wine made him naked which the waters of the deluge could not end of book one chapter nine